This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio. We talked with our next guest, I think it was around last fall. It was a panel I hosted on global real estate uh, being in the eye of the storm. It was for the Milken Global uh, Conference held virtually, of course, at the time. He also then joined us on on air live, giving us a global view into commercial and residential real estate. So delighted to have back with us Jonathan Goldstein. He's CEO at the London-based Kane International. They have properties around the world, in the UK and the US especially, hospitality, residential, and leisure. So he sees a lot, his firm does. He is with us on the phone from London. Jonathan, it is good to have you back. How are you? I'm good, Carol. And how are you? Hanging in there, trying to figure out the future like the rest of us. Uh, how are things in well, London? If, you, if, <laughs> if I find out. Look, look yeah. London is, I was just listening to, 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 to your governor there, and uh, London's in a very similar position. Obviously, the, uh, the Delta variant uh, struck a blow, but... Uh, I think people are coming to terms with it. We're seeing a much higher rate of infections, but thankfully, due to the very high vaccination rate in the UK, we're seeing far less hospitalizations and thankfully far less fatalities. And I think we're all getting to the psychological point that we need to live with this. We We all have to understand that this is not something that's going to go away overnight, but we can't stay in our houses forever. So uh, we have to be careful. We have Mm. to look after one another. And uh, I think that America has shown the lead in that way, and your vaccination program's clearly been very successful. And it's good to see slowly, 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 with all the variants that are likely to occur and are occurring at this moment, the world returning to some level of normality. And I think that's really what we've got to aim for, because we, you know, we're, we're human beings. We are we're social animals, and I think the social animals are now very, very keen to get out and. Uh, meet each other, see <laughs> yeah. each other and eat with each other and, right. di- you know, play with each other. So, <laughs> we, uh, we like people. That's what I think we're... Exactly. But we John- like people. And I Jonathan, that's, it's... Uh, that's a... It's a really oh, good sorry. point. No, no, no. Forgive me because I'm, I'm cutting you off. But I, I, it's a good point and an interesting point that you said about we have to understand that we have to live with this. This is not going away. And I was talking to a, with a group of CEOs uh, this morning about how our work world is shifting or what is shifting and what stays with us. How does it change? How do we... Uh, interact going forward as employees, as employers? How do we do it with our customers? But the bottom line was, this is here to stay. And we will have more potentially viruses that are going to be problematic, and we have to figure out our way through. So we've got to figure out a way to live live our way through it. I think that's right. Look, I think we have to be respectful of each other. Mm-hmm. But that's always been the case. So maybe, you know, this was brought into the world to teach us all to respect one another and be careful with another, one another and protect each other's space and not invade somebody else's territory. But I think that ultimately, at the end of the day, we're social animals. I think at the end of the day, people need to learn from each other. Mm-hmm. The businesses were not built in isolation. Businesses were not built in people's front rooms. Great communities were not built in isolation. And ultimately, human beings want to be with each other. So I think slowly, slowly, people will get more and more confidence that the cities will rebuild themselves. So what, and what does that... is slowly coming back to life. And I know that New York's probably ahead of that. And uh, I'm looking forward to being there in two weeks to enjoy that. Well, we look forward to hosting you in a couple of weeks. Uh, tell me what this means for commercial real estate. I know we've talked about it before. And there's been lots of individuals coming out and saying, we're not going to need as much office space. And depending on the firm that you talk to, there are companies that are saying, yep, 
I'm going to let my workers choose how they work going forward. There are others we see it in the financial community big time of saying, nope, you got to come back to work. What, what are you seeing in terms of demand for commercial office space? Well, look, first of all, there's no one answer. And, it, and, and anybody who tries to give one answer is, is glib. So, for example, we, we took a position back in 2016, 2017, that we believed Miami was right for growth. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Miami is on fire at this moment in time. Our office development at 830 Brickell is doing extraordinarily well with significant interest from investment firms and technology companies. Our residential products are uh, you know, also selling very, very well. Um, New York is a different story uh, at this moment in time, but New York will recover, which is why we've you know, invested and just decided to invest in a new office block on uh, 57th Street. I have to say, I think it would be remiss of me to mention Miami and not mention the terrible tragedy that occurred last week in, in Surfside and to, to, to pass on the, all the thoughts and prayers of us in England and everybody to do with Kane to all those people who have suffered mm-hmm. what looked which just appeared an absolute absolute tragedy. So I think it would be wrong not to, to mention that. And uh, Agree, yeah, agreed. it's a lesson that we all need to learn that when we build buildings and when we develop properties, we are looking after people, that there are individual stories, there are individual people who live in that building. And safety and security and health and safety of the buildings that we build are is should be at the top of everybody's list. Agreed. And, you know, one of the things that has come out of that, and I agree with you, you know, our hearts go out to the families and the people uh, in terms of what what happened uh, in Florida, in Miami specifically. And I, I do wonder, Jonathan, we've been reporting, a lot of folks have, about climate change and the impact that that's having uh, maybe some of our coastal cities, especially where you're seeing large buildings. Do we need to be thinking, I'm sure you guys are already thinking about, you know, as you build a property, the impact that climate change or rising sea levels can have on an individual property? I think in relation to the disaster at Surfside last week, it's too early to draw a conclusion or a direct linkage between climate change and, uh, and that building. Having said that, you know, when you understand the, 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 the Miami market and you understand that the longevity of a building is 40 years, mm-hmm. maybe 40 years is showing itself now to be too long. Mm-hmm. Maybe one needs to look at it again and maybe one needs to look at the regulations involved and say, actually, it needs to be sub 40 years or it needs to be built differently. So I think whenever a situation like this occurs, it's important that people take stock look at what's happened, examine the facts properly and accurately. Because at the end of the day, I don't think anybody's in this business to create a product that is substandard. And uh, as I said before, we're dealing with people's lives. And when you see the tragedy that's unfolded here, and obviously we've had situations in London Mm -hmm. with a situation just over two years ago where a a, a tower block in Grenfell um, set ablaze and and just any person to die is too many, but too many people died. So... We've learned lessons or we are learning lessons from the cladding or from the, the curtain wall, as you would call it. So I think it's important that we learn lessons. It's important that well, we take stock, that there are the right people who look at these facts, look at the situation, mm-hmm. and that we learn from the process. Well, but let me go back to your initial question, yes. okay? I think that the important thing for us all to realize is that the world has changed, that we all have to be more flexible in our approach, but... And I put a very, very big but here. Number one, working at home is a privilege for the privileged. Mm-hmm. We see, I see too many people in my own business, too many people in the businesses in which we invest, 
who don't have the facilities that many of us have at home, who have to share wireless, who have to share uh, computers, who have to share facilities, and their careers are being affected if they continue to work at home. Number two, the point that I made before, great businesses were not made in a vacuum. I mean, Bill Gates may have made his uh, initial discoveries in a garage in Seattle, mm. but how many businesses in the world have been created like that? Most great ideas come from a drink at the bar or a conversation at the coffee machine or a sandwich at lunchtime. That's how human interaction over decades well, has created great it, inspiration. It's interesting. And that is something that, yeah. No, it's interesting that yeah. you say that a wise man, Doug Krisner, actually said to me as I was preparing for a panel, uh, taking a look at work shifting, and he said, you know, a question for you, Zoom, which has become so ubiquitous during the pandemic, was that created in a vacuum or was it created with people collaborating, you know, in the same space? And, and there is that question of whether innovation uh, – can continue when people are working so remotely. I, Having said that, though... Carol, I'm tired of Zoom. I'm tired of Zoom. <laughs> I'm tired, Jonathan. I'm tired of looking at people on a screen and staring <laughs> at my PC but, and thinking that's the way I should live. That's not a way to live. That's not a way to enjoy people. That's not a way to learn from others. Look, if I look back at my career, how have I learned the most? I've learned the most by being mentored by great people that I could watch, that I could pick up their strengths and I could watch their weaknesses. But Jonathan, let I me, could learn from but them. there are a lot of workers who are telling their leaders that I like working from home. And that's why you have Synchrony Financial come out and giving workers three options, work at home, or maybe you occasionally rent a space, you know, basically in the office, or you have a space in the office. What are you seeing in terms of demand that says to you, nope, it goes back to the way it was, or, well, it's going to be a little bit differently. And we've only got about a minute left here. We're seeing about 45% of our people in the office at this point in time. It's okay. growing week on week. And I think come the end of the summer, we'll see most of our people in the office at least three days a week out of their own choice mm -hmm. because they see the benefits they get and the enjoyment they have, the facilities that a city offers. Look at what New York offers. And you don't get that benefit by sitting at home. And I think the most important thing we need to remember and realize is that great communities and great cities offer a vibrancy and excitement to people that you don't get in your front room. And I think ultimately mm. that's where people will migrate back to. No, that's a fair point. Uh, and I know people for years, decades, have talked about demise of cities only to see them come roaring back even stronger. Jonathan, you always give us uh, a bunch of things to talk about. So good to hear your voice and uh, good luck with your trip to New York in a couple of weeks. Jonathan Goldstein, he's Chief Executive Officer at Kane International on the phone from London.